Now, as you read John 9, the entire chapter, right, we read together, you realize there is more than one blind person in the story, isn't there? Well, of course, there's the blind man himself, right, who was born blind, John tells us. And, of course, all his life, he is dependent on somebody else to take him somewhere, probably, maybe his parents. Or as the people indicate, maybe he's there on the side of the road his entire life begging, hoping that someone would stop. His entire life, all he has done is hear the footsteps of people walk past him in the sand. Maybe they've said something to him. Maybe it's something nice. Maybe not so nice. Maybe he's heard people laugh or snicker. Maybe he's heard people point their fingers. Maybe even he's been accustomed all his life to answering questions like, who did sin first, me or my parents? So there is the blind man himself, right? But but as you see, the disciples, for example, are also a little blind, aren't they? They see this man there, and we don't know if he's sitting, is he standing, is he walking, is he begging, is he shouting, who knows. But they see him, and their question to Jesus is, well, Lord, who sinned to make him blind like that, him or his parents, right? They didn't ask, Lord, is there something we can do to help this man? They didn't ask, is there something we can do to leave him? Is there a way, is there a place we can send him? Is there something we can do for him? Instead, they want to get right down to the gossip. Hmm? They want to know what's really going on. It's a little more than that, but you see what they're worried about, what they're worried about first, right? Who sinned? Give us the juicy details, Jesus. A little more than that, but you see that they were blinded by a, a thought process has been passed on to them, right? So if they see this man on the side of the road, and they see that something is wrong with them, the reason why something is wrong with them is because something's wrong with you, brother. Or put that in other words, his physical ailment, or his or anybody else's, whether it be a disease, whether it be blindness or anything like that, is consequently, is directly and necessarily connected to the sinful life that he lives or the sinful life of someone else in his life, perhaps his mother or his father. And they are blinded by that that mindset, aren't they? That they can't see past that to see what they could do for him. Then you have the neighbors or those who had seen the blind man as a blind man, right? Now, people don't move like they do here, and so these people have been with this man. They have known him all his life or all their life. And as he comes out of that pool, and of course, it doesn't say anything like this, but I can only suspect that he's not very quiet. Because when he put his face in the water, he was still blind, but when he came out, he could see. And I don't know about you, but that seems like that would be cause for celebration. Hmm? But nobody's celebrating with him. Nobody's, ha, 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 yes. 
Nobody wants to throw a party for them. Nobody wants to invite them over. They don't want to know what God is. All they want to know is, is that really you? No, that's not. No, it's just somebody that looks like him. Well, who did this to you? Where's he at? Now, maybe it's my own editorial, but where are they at? Let us know so um, maybe I can go get my miracle too. They were blinded by what was important to them that they couldn't even celebrate or thank God with him. Then there's good old mom and dad, right? They're blinded. They're blinded by fear, aren't they? Yeah, that's our son. Yeah, he's been blind ever since we had him. But how did that happen? I don't know. Who did it? I don't know. Yes, you do. But they were blinded by their fear. Fear of being put out, right? Fear of being marginalized. Fear of the shame that that would bring on the family to admit what happened to their son. They were blinded. Then there's the good old Pharisees. Hmm? Were they blind? You better believe it. I don't want to make them all out to see, seem like they're bad guys, because you notice even in the story, some of them are wrestling with this, right? One group says, one says, well, maybe, but as a whole, right? They're blinded by maybe the fact that they know how God works. And they know when God works, too. I've been working on the Sabbath. You're crazy. They're blinded maybe by their own assumptions of how God works maybe even blinded by what they know, because they know. Hmm? I mean, if anybody knows, they know. But yet their knowledge is blinding them. They're blinded even by their own sense of worth that is threatened by Jesus as well, aren't they? Yes, they know what they know. Yet, they are just as blind as the blind man. Now, as we go through each of these characters, you ask, well, what does this mean for us? And I would just tell you, well, pick a blindness, any blindness, and you see that all of us fit into that story somewhere. Maybe at some points of our life, a different part of the story, but we all fit in that story somewhere. We all have things that keep us from seeing God's works. We all have things that blind us to God's works. Now, what's most interesting for me as I read through that story, here you have this man who was blind since birth. Jesus throws a little mud on his face and he goes and washes it off and all of a sudden he can see. And I imagine in my mind he's jumping, he's yelling, he's hooping, he's hollering. But not one other person in the story says anything like, praise God. Thank God. Thank you, Lord. Nobody celebrates and praises God with them because they're blind. Now, this makes me think because in churches we see this happen quite a bit, don't we? Never fails when somebody new comes in to the flock, 
right? When somebody new comes to faith and, well, it's good that they're here, but, you know, they don't quite look like us. You know they don't act like us. You you know, right, they're different. You know that, right? Instead of, praise God, you are here. And God has brought you here. They're not like us. They probably won't even be big givers. Instead of, praise God, you're here. Let's take a little bit bit away from the church even. Think about life. You know, when people complain about work, you know, people just complain and complain and complain and complain about work. They complain about the work that they have. Hmm? Y'all with me? They complain about the work that they have. A little bit louder, please. They complain about the work that they have. They complain about the things that we have. Instead of, praise God, I have. God has provided. And even a little further than that, you know, people who are so bombarded by life and the things that fill up life, the things that uh, want to break us down or that have the ability to break us down, You think about the people who are so in that, that even the gift of life gets lost. Friends, we are all blinded by something. Something is blinding us from seeing things the way God would have us see them. And as soon as we say that we aren't, Jesus says... Oh, yes, you are. And as soon as you say you're not, you fall into sin. Now, it takes us back to the very beginning of the story. Go back to when Jesus first, excuse me, the disciples first asked Jesus who sinned that he was born blind. And what did Jesus tell him? Well, nobody sinned. He was born blind so that God's works would be revealed in him. Okay? Now, not so that God's works would be revealed revealed just to him. If it were just to him, then you know what? The man would have been like, ha ha, I can see, praise God, story over. But Jesus says so that God's works would be revealed in him. So that anybody who knew that man could say, whoa, something happened. God just did something. So that anybody who would hear the story later in pews or read it, 2,000 years later could say, whoa, God just did something. Because we're all blind. So it's not just to him, it's in him. And John shows us, as John does in in his stories, right, they have deeper meanings. And part of the meaning is, like we've said, we are all blind to God. If you read through John's account of the gospel, by the time you're done, if John has it his way, you will believe that Jesus is the Messiah. And if you don't, John might say, you are blind. Because here he is, and here's what he did. You'll be blind, just like the Pharisees were. But even you think Jesus wasn't talking to people who didn't know God. Jesus was talking to people who said they did know God. You might say Jesus is talking to us as Pharisees as well. So even if we do and understand a faith in God, we see that in Jesus, 
Jesus shows us where we are still blind. Where we still don't see things the way God sees them. And realize it's not just physical ailments, not blindness, it's not just sickness, it's not just hurt and pain and rejection, things like that. Things like our attitude, the way we go about life, the way we handle life, the way we handle other people. These things show us our blindness. They certainly can reveal to us where we are still blind. Even some of our, convi- our convictions, our faith convictions, like the Pharisees, if we're not careful, we realize that they too blind us to what God can be doing right here and right now. And certainly our prejudices that we carry with us blind us to the relationships we can have with others of God's people. Our time commitments can blind us to doing God's work, as Jesus says we're supposed to be about doing while it is still light. We get caught up being busy. But even our burdens can keep us, blind us, from seeing the joy and the hope that God gives to all of God's people. Friends, that's the bad news. We are blind. But the good news is we can see. That man, he had to tell that story over and over and over again. I once was blind, but (laughs) now I can see. You want to argue about how it happened? I don't really much care because all I know is I can see. And the good news is, friends, no matter what is blind, Amen? I hope so. We can see. And when we do, we can praise God. Be it for the very first time or for the very first time at all. And remember the man told the Pharisees and he told his neighbors. He probably told his parents. He probably told anybody who was walking by him. I once was blind. Brothers and sisters, may that be so for us here today.